Hi, you're watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our platforms. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is... I'm Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. Eric and I are... We have the distinction of being one of the first people to actually try, dissect, and enjoy Los Vecinos del Campo. <laughs> this, is, this is a brand new... Brand new uh, mezcal line um, from Sazerac. Yeah. Uh, just to let you know, we found these folks. They were at the Mammoth Margarita Festival last August. We we just loved their their the mezcal and and all they had was the espadín, but they had these flyers. And Eric uh, Eric didn't get one of these, but. Um, there's all kinds of information on the back. Uh, uh, they're, uh, you can see they're, they're, they're using copper pots. Uh, they use a stone molino or a, or a taona, as we call them in tequila. Um, this is a 100% artisanal espadín. Um, apparently, the, um, it's it, Valle Centrales at Oaxaca or, or the... Um, uh, where it's being produced is San Miguel Ejutla, and mm -hmm. um, and as Eric was saying off camera, there there certain regions are known for uh, uh, certain things like uh, uh, Santa Catarina de, de, de Minas is known for um, you know the a certain pro, uh, flavor pro, profile. Right. Um, uh, Matatlan is probably another one that's known for for something different. Um, but anyway, this. Uh, Apparently, there there are a group, a co-op of mezcaleros with ten palenques that distill small batch mezcal. So there's no, there's really no telling what um, if these are blends or who they're coming from. But uh, I I gotta tell you though, Eric, I really like this packaging. This is this is the the yeah the it's it's got a very like Southwest kind of feel to yeah. it. That's fun. So yeah, that it's got that raised textured feel on the on the on the oh, labeling. Didn't, didn't even touch it. Yeah, it's texture. I didn't yeah. notice that. <laughs> you gotta feel it. Come on, Eric. You yeah. can't <laughs> lick the bottle. Lick the bottle, man. Come on. <laughs> Use your tongue. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is uh anyway. And here's the nice thing. I don't know if you got one of these, but they were nice enough to send us. A little yeah, burlap did. bag. Did you get? Did you get yours? Yeah, I got one of those little pins. It's fun. Yeah, they got a little pin, and they sent us, uh, which which I guess has become more and more traditional in mezcal, is to drink mm -hmm. it out of a veladora. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is, in too. Spanish, if you're if if you're Catholic, you just this is what you burn in church, you know, for for, yeah. for prayers and stuff. Um, are these? Now, these have tickets on the bottom. I, I, just just to see if these are also made in Mexico. Let me see. <laughs> they are. These are made in Mexico, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. Let me let me. There we go. There we go. There oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are these are traditionally you put votive candles in there and you light them. Right. But this is a, uh, you know. It, I'm sure, Eric, you, you having come back from Oaxaca, you'll probably agree with me that you know if the if the mezcal is good, you can pretty much drink it out of an old tennis shoe, and, <laughs> and it'll still just add an extra layer. They gave us a pin, too. yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, those uh, veladoras are really common all around, all throughout Oaxaca in terms of uh, drinking mezcal neat. Well, this evening I am going to use my Stasol Jarrito, which is uh, use which we use for mezcals and anything that's uh, that's higher proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the agave spirits. This is an Espadín from Los Vecinos. It's, the, you know, it was only a matter of time before the company Sazerac was going to jump into uh, into the mezcal category, uh, and they're doing it, uh, I believe, late last year or maybe I think it was late last year or perhaps earlier this year. They sent out the the official press release that they have launched officially, um, according. According to their their point of sale material, their flyer that I have here, they're looking to produce an ensemble. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm let's see if I can even read this label. Uh, ensemble Espadín. Uh, I'm not. I can't even read the other ones. I'm not sure. And and a Tobolon. So those are coming soon if they're not already available. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is a higher proof. So let's see what yeah. we got. Alcohol is definitely a little stronger on the nose, but it's got really nice, looks like it's got a really nice body yeah. in the glass. Oh, yeah, now I'm getting them. Nice legs. The, the tears were small, but now it's starting to yeah. now it's starting to sheet down, streak down, and yeah. very, uh, very, very thick legs, actually. Yeah. This is, of course, a Hoven, so it's not, it's not been aged. Um, Correct. Yeah, and as a artisanal mezcal from, you know, what they're showing on the the point of sale sheet, they're, you know, roasting the espadine in a traditional pit oven. Mm-hmm. They're crushing the roasted agave uh, with a tahona. Right. Or a- and it looks like for fermenting in wooden vats and then distilling in copper. And, and it, traditionally... Uh- or, or artisanally, because we have to be careful with the, the the wording that we use. You know, sometimes we use descriptors, but there are categories now, subcategories within uh, uh, mezcal where there is artisanal, traditional, and ancestral. Um, yeah. This one is being called uh, artisanal, but it yeah. looks like they're using the fibers as well, which is not. Yes. it's pretty common, right? For for uh, when you pretty ferment. common down there, yeah, yeah, to ferment on the fiber. Which takes even longer because it doesn't bubble up until it gets past the, the fibers themselves. Yeah, I love this nose. It's very fragrant. It was a it was a little bit closed on uh, initially. All I got on like the first couple of smells was basically just like a light note of sort of alcohol with something else, but it's starting to open up. And it's got a really nice sort of light character to it of of the espadine. There's no, it's not very smoky at all. No, no, not at all. Not even in the center. I'm not getting, I'm, I'm, if I try yeah. to dig for it, it's not there. There's, I mean, there's definitely a, a like a cooked note that's, um, that's a little bit uh, woody. That's like, um, 
it's common down there that people will use mesquite and other hardwoods. Um, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's quite mesquite, but it's some. It's definitely like there's this kind of hard wood, kind of like a campfire, but without the smoke. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, with the more of these you, the more the more of these that you have in different, having been made in different ways, the more you can pinpoint what. I mean, the wood. Do you think the wood characteristics may be from the vat? I think that the that the, the the wooden vat that is fermented yeah. may add some. You know, in the old days, that's that for tequila. That's right. that's how El Tesoro used to do it, and they still do it that way. Uh, uh, Fortaleza does it that way. I think I think the pine vats mm -hmm. add something uh, to the, the the character, the flavor, the end flavor profile. And yeah. some people say that's that is more in the distillation. So I think it all just kind of adds together, but. It all adds complexity, yeah. Hey, let's dive in, man. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's powerful. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. It got like Parmesan on the end, on the finish. It like transformed into this like really savory thing. It was real. I got like a lot of vegetal, some sweetness, a little bit of smoke on the front and mid palate, and then it turned into this real savory, salty thing on the finish. I um, I'm getting more smoke now on my palate. It's yeah. It it. From from the one from the from the uh, agave spirits that we've had, primarily mezcal, uh, yeah. that that don't have the the smoke up front on the nose that you can't mm -hmm. detect it very much, right. it tends to come across on the palate. Yeah, which is really unusual because it, it's uh, Eric and I um, smoke cigars, and so mm -hmm. you know that tobacco tends to you know a good cigar tobacco will tend to coat the palate, and that's why. Yeah. It, you know, um, for if we're if if we're pairing at the time, you know, we pair with something complimentary. Uh, um, for for some people, it could be a whiskey. For me, it's a tequila or even coffee. I mean, the mm -hmm. Cubans had it right, man. Cafe with a cigar because the two of them, it's really like to me, it's really like a good sang sangrita and tequila. Mm -hmm. They complement each other so well, and they and they one yeah. cleanses the palate for the other. Right. Um, but, but this, the smoke does cling to the palate very much like if you're familiar with, if you're a smoker, or if you're, uh, a cigar smoker or you enjoy those, then you know what that's like. It just coats your palate. So you try to find something that will complement if you're pairing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love the sweetness on the intake. Yeah, and it's real bright too. Yeah, which is yeah. Nice. Really bright and sweet on the front end. It's got a lot of character going on, but it's not like the but the alcohol is well integrated with the flavor profile. It's not it's not too harsh. And then the finish is just it's really long, really long finish. <laughs> that smoke just kind of lingers yes. and. Yes. But 
I like I said, there's this real savoriness that I get on the finish. That's uh, like to me, it reminds me of like a, like a Parmigiano, like uh, Parmigiano Reggiano. Like it's a like a hard, salty cheese. Well, how about Oaxacan cheese? Yeah, yeah, salty like a Oaxacan cheese too. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that on the finish. It is a long finish. You're absolutely correct on that. Um, what I'm getting, what, what, I, what, what's, what's, I, what's hitting me is, is yeah. the sweetness, and and the nose, the nose. It's really well balanced as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there, you know, the only, the only surprise for me is that there's, there's actual real smoke, especially in the retro nasal and the and how it yeah. sticks to the palate. Um, but it's not overpowering, as you said. It's not even at a higher ABV. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's uh, it's big, but it's not yeah. a, it's not a, a not an aggressive big. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, My I, only critique is that like mid palate, there's kind of nothing there. There's a lot on the front, a lot on the finish, but midway, it's it just kind of yeah, it's just smoke. Disappears. Yeah. But it's it's nice stuff. Do you do you prefer do you prefer uh, uh, spirits in general to talk to your entire palate, front, middle, and and, and back and sides, or I or, mean, and, and if it doesn't, is it a weakness necessarily? Not necessarily, though. I would say the ones that have been, you know, the ones that you know I remember the best the ones that are just like amazing experiences are the ones that where it's the whole sort of it tells a story at all points in the process so the whole spectrum is covered yeah from the nose to the finish you know on the on the on the intake on mid palate it's like it this whole like symphony of things going on those are like you know i would say the the ones that are what that are stand out as sort of epic, right? You know, but um, and they're few and far between, really, because it's it just yeah, you know, it's I I I think we can call this a different style of yeah. of Espadín. It really, yeah. as you said, it's very bright. Yeah. Um, I I personally don't necessarily. I think that what it, the way it was designed was it so at mid palate instead of any pepper. Or explosion of any of any flavor or spiciness, it was just smoke. Yeah, my guess for this, I don't know what their price point is on this, but my guess is uh, this is maybe they're aiming this more for like a well for mezcals because the the flavor profile, given both the the alcohol content. And the the smoke flavor, mm-hmm. I think it would stand up well in mixed drinks, in terms of like it would show through in like a, a Oaxacan old fashioned or a, a mezcal negroni or things to that nature, mm-hmm. um, even like a you know mezcal margarita. Um, so those sorts of things, if you're going to use it with other, like, something sweet, you know, something sour, some some sort of mixer, some other spirits, maybe a liqueur that you're layering on top, 
I think it's going to still show well. Mm -hmm. That's partly my guess is um, that uh, my guess is that based on this, they would that they might be aiming for a little bit to take away some real estate from Del McGay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, uh, everybody, you know, as far Del McGay is not is. Ron Cooper is out. You know, he, he's, he's done what he could. Right. Um, now, the other thing, too, Eric, is we have to understand that this is, this is artisanal. Um, I think when you talk about the, the whole palate experience, I think, because you and I have talked about this before, you know, when you're a purist, you look for, you look for the strengths. And, and I think a, 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 a the, the tequilas or the mezcals that are artisanal uh, and lean more toward uh, 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 what's the other uh, category um, uh, artisanal and um, ancestral you know yeah. the ancestral uh, those are very rustic though you know yeah. they're 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 at this ABV but but they're, you know, and, and they tend to be other plants as well. Again, this is an espadín. Right. Uh, so uh, I think the question is really, if you're right, if, this is, if they're going for, you know, some, some Del Maguey real estate, um, with, you know, it, it, it's possible. Um, but Del Maguey, you know, and when it first came across, they didn't have the categories like we do now, but right. but you know some of those could have been uh, an ancestral yeah. skulls. You know the pechuga, for instance. That right. was that was no one had ever heard of that before. You know, right. and right. to this day I still haven't had the Del Maguey pechuga because you couldn't get it. It was unobtainable. I don't know if you've yeah. ever had it, but um... maybe I don't remember. It's been like since <laughs> where. You know, Del McGay is pouring, and they'll have like twelve bottles. You know, yeah. So I I tend to try and pick out a couple of things that look interesting, but um, yeah, I don't remember specifically the Del McGay Pachuga, though I, I know it is very difficult to get your hands on. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, I think this is I think this is a a uh, my sense is a it's a high quality mezcal positioned for sort of uh, like new drinkers to the category, mm -hmm. not in the same way as the Miel de Tierra that we talked about. Right, right. Had a lower ABV flavor, uh, you know, a lower ABV. But just in terms of like, it's not the world's most complex mezcal. It's got good body and structure to it. Mm -hmm. It's got good flavor. And I think it's going to mix really well, which most people do, right? right. So that's... So, um, that's not necessarily your or my, you know, sort of preference, but I think this would do well in that. And so that's my guess is like somebody who either it's, I think it'll do well in bars mm -hmm. and, or for people who like Moscow and they want to have a Moscow at home that they can make drinks with the, their friends with. And, okay. All right. Uh, I'll buy that. So, so they were going for versatility basically. Yeah, that's my sense of it. Okay. So then, like, a, you know, whereas the Tobola, they might go in a very different direction with the Tobola, given that the plant is much smaller and 
it's a more labor-intensive product and all that. So my guess with the Espadine is that's sort of where they're going to position oh, this. Oh, I see. That's that's uh -huh. that's like the that's the introduction to the line, and then maybe the ensemble and the uh, uh, and and the tobola, depending on on where right. they go with the the ABV and and how they position it, then that could be more more in in something that what you and I are looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, maybe. Uh, but I think it's I think it's a solid introduction. So would you would you nominate this? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's brand of promise nominee for Artisan Moscow. Okay, and and I think I and I want to go on record. I really I really do enjoy the the labeling. I think I think yeah. we should as far as the the, the packaging and the the you know uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and nominate that for brand of promise in the Moscow yeah. branding category because I think no it's, I think it's really fun packaging. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to uh, to Sazerac for making that happen. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll send us the other two when they're ready. Yeah. You know that'll be really cool. I want to make sure that you know that you and I, if they if they complete the entire line, if they are available, then uh, that you feel free to send them all. You know, because uh, uh, Eric and I will dissect those. But that's our take on Los Vecinos, a brand of promise nominee in the Mescal category at a higher ABV. Mm -hmm. um, you have been watching Sipping Off the Cuff on all of our platforms. I am Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman is? I'm Eric Zandona in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, again, whatever platforms you're watching on, subscribe, listen in on, on Anchor FM or Spotify. And uh, But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely.